Orchard Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. At our church, we have people repeat a prayer who want to place their faith in Christ. Jesus did all the hard part. He did everything but pray your prayer. I'm going to ask you just to pray with me right now. Just say these words with me. You can say those words every day for the rest of your life and die and be separated from God. The scripture does not say that Jesus Christ came to the nation of Israel and said that the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, who would like to ask me into their hearts? It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. It is my pleasure to inform Pink Floyd you don't need to worry about this no more no No problem you're not gonna get one anymore these days sorry I can't deliver on that this is Wretched Radio talk about thought control zoink scoob Woo! The audacity of a group of people who believe you, mom and dad, don't know nothing. But they have a master's degree in education. Therefore, they know what your children should know. And they're going to teach them, whether you like it or not. Because it certainly seems that we've come a long way from Little House on the Prairie. Do you remember when they would bring in a school teacher? That was a big deal, and parents were all over it. Why? Because they wanted to know who's teaching their kids what. These days, forget about it. Did you hear about a teacher testifying before the Arizona Senate Education Committee earlier this month? Claimed she and her colleagues knew better than parents what books belonged in school library shelves. Quote, I'm not kidding. I have a master's degree. Well, there you have it. You're an idiot, mom and dad. She has a master's degree. Don't even know if she's married with kids. Doesn't matter. They know better. What do the parents have? Wow. The purpose of public education is not to teach only what parents want students to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to be taught. Now, interestingly enough, historically, we wouldn't actually argue with that statement because we as a society said, yeah, there are norms. There are values. It's this word that, oh, I can't remember. Oh, culture. We got a culture. And we all believe in general, this is the way to live and to think and to work and to play. And educators, we used to call them teachers. I don't know how that became a pejorative. They would instill in the children what the parents valued because we had some cultural norms. These days, with multiculturalism, which started creeping in, if you recall, back in the 90s, at least. That's when I remember it. I remember listening to a guy in Minneapolis. His name was Joe Souchere. Brilliant radio. I don't know if he's still doing his thing on AM 1500 KSDP. It was called Garage Logic. Brilliant. He was a conservative guy in general and in a very liberal state. You go, Minnesota. You knock California off the progressive throne. You can get this, man. And he talked about Garage Logic just basically being common sense. And he was talking then about multiculturalism. This is a bad idea. You have to have a culture. Now, certainly, there can be different expressions of how we coexist in that culture. 
But in general, there must be norms. Otherwise, you've got absolute anarchy. To demonstrate that, one of my favorite exercises is to condense the concept or the worldview. Because we're told we can believe whatever we want. We can teach whatever we think is right. We can behave in the way that we deem best for us. Give that a go in a home. Go ahead, mom and dad. How do you like multiculturalism in your house? Hey, mom and dad, (laughs) going to bed at nine o'clock. That's just your truth. I'm going to bed whenever I want to, and I'm going to jam the Pink Floyd in the meantime. Because we're multicultural in our home. It doesn't work there, and it can't work in culture. And we have now some progressive educators who are usurping the authority of parents to teach them anything that they want to. And that brings us to, you're going to need to wake up now, Jimmy. You be the judge. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Order in the court. Jimmy, are you prepared to determine which one of these stories is a spoof? And which one is not a spoof? This is going to be hard. These are all education (laughs) stories, so we're going to stay at school. Okay. All right, here you go. Story number one. Headline. In Wales, children as young as seven might be mixed berry gender fluid muffins. Spoof or not a spoof? (laughs) Uh, Spoof? You want me to read that again for Uh, you? (laughs) Children as young as seven might be mixed berry gender fluid muffins. That's in Wales. That's got to be a spoof. No. No, it's not. Uh, really? No, I, I wish it were. A school in schools, a plural in Wales, are pushing a gender agenda. By the way, I want to go to Scotland real bad. Craziest thing happened. Frio, would you focus? This is me focusing. Received an email from staggeringly somebody who listens to this here wretched radio program in Edinburgh. Do you know what he does for a living, Jimmy? No, but I'll tell you. He's a fifth generation bagpipe maker oh he was mad at you no actually he was so cool (laughs) and he sent me a video of their shop and how they make them Uh fifth generation it was just really fascinating it it really is a craft and it is an art now i'm not talking about the noise they make i'm just talking about the beautiful craftsmanship that goes into these and he also informed me that there are some churches that are really sound in scotland I I believe it's called the Pillar Network in Scotland. They're planting churches and they're sound and they're biblical. And that's very exciting. Should make every, well, these these guys are all Baptists, but should make every follower of John Knox, which means you're probably Presbyterian, very happy because, hey, some good churches are actually being planted in Scotland. I want to go there now. Just looking at, that's such a beautiful place that they've got there. And I even like to go to Wales because it looks lovely also. But here's the story. Some of the schools there are pushing a gender, a gender agenda for the kids. A section on gender identity recommends that teachers play the mixed muffin gender berry challenge. <laughs> hey, Pink Floyd. You got nothing to worry about. The kids ain't getting an education there. They're getting utter nonsense there is what they're getting. The section is about a mixed muffin gender berry challenge to learn about how you can't assume someone's gender 
by how they look, which is weird because I got to tell you, when I go to the coffee shop, I can tell you which one is a blueberry, which one is a corn muffin. You can just kind of, you know, see it. In the game, teachers are urged to make batches of blueberry muffins to represent stereotypes of masculinity. Those would be your, those are blueberry muffins, raspberry muffins to represent femininity and mixed muffins to represent gender fluidity. Um, hmm. There's just, well, just one glaring problem. We're not muffins, okay? We're, we're not a little recipe where you can change it depending on what fruit you have in your fridge. Staff are then told to break open the muffins and stand alongside a corresponding colored balloon in a room. This person maybe got a master's degree too. In That's what? what I'm guessing. But there are only blue and pink balloons with no mixed balloons. The moral of the story is to experience, quote, what it felt like to go to gender-coded corner that they might not identify with and what it feels like to be given a gender you might not choose. Well, you can't. <laughs> because you either is or you isn't. The pamphlet recommends that teachers play a gender snap pairs game. Jimmy? One of these days, we'll just have to try out my theory. Just You could give me a box of crack and put me in the corner for 10 days, and I would not be able to write this type <laughs> of glob. But they've got, see, but Jimmy, I can tell you why. They've got a master's degree in education. Oh, that's got to be it. That's it. The pamphlet encourages teachers to play a gender snap pairs game where they decide which sex switching or gender bending worlds you want to explore to crack open a little bit of those right Rigid gender binaries. I am so relieved that they aren't uh, doing what you do to a pet when you take it to a place and pay them a lot of money to have them shampooed and blank. Oh, yeah. You know, you can't say that. You can't say that. Now. Otherwise, Phil Johnson will get kicked off of something. <laughs> I think this how that works. So glad that they're not training our children. In fact, there was another video that surfaced. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't keep this story. I just read it. There was a woman being filmed with a, a student who was saying, I'm so confused. I, I, I just, so I can't, based on everything you said, I can't, I don't know if I'm like masculine or feminine. And the teacher said, and that's the point. Bingo. Why? Because they are trying to teach your kids what they think is right for them. Mom and dad, you parent your kids, I'll parent mine. But you need to be aware it's not just in Wales where they're playing gender muffin mix snap games or whatever they're called. If you're going to be a responsible Christian parent, seems to me you got to know what's going on in your public school. You've got to know and you've got to dig because these people ain't playing with your kids. They want them. Don't let them have them. This is Wretched Radio. This shopping rule has been officially broken. You know the rule. You're in the store. You're choosing between two items. One is more expensive. It's the nicer one, you think. And it's better than the less expensive item. You can't have both. It can't be inexpensive and good. That rule has just been broken. MediShare. Double the satisfaction rate. 
of people who have traditional health insurance. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing, and it saves the average family $500 per month. And yet the people, the 400,000 people that are in the MediShare program are more satisfied with MediShare than other folks with traditional health insurance. The rule has been broken. Learn how much you could save and be happy with MediShare at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Question, are you tired of the same old boring TV shows? Well, there is something that's not like anything else on Christian TV. It's Transform, and it's back for season number two. You get to be a fly on the wall as you witness real biblical counseling sessions tackling issues like depression, anxiety, OCD, and others. These are real people with real issues being offered real solutions by our hosts, Dr. Greg Gifford and Dale Johnson. So if you're looking for something different, you know, a show that glorifies God and demonstrates the sufficiency of His Word, then Transform is for you. It's a -a one-of-a-kind production that provides the hope and relief that only the Bible can give. The world is full of hurting people, even Christians, and many are completely unaware of biblical counseling and the answers it can provide. So join us for Transform Season 2, the show that will transform your walk with Christ and leave a profound and lasting impact on your life. Get your hands on it now and also consider grabbing the Sunday School curriculum for your church. You can find it at transform.org or the Wretched Store at wretched.org. For your consideration, not one but two ways that you could strengthen the local global church, the Masters Academy International training men in Los Angeles who then return to their home countries and open up mini seminaries to train pastors in their native land. That strengthens the local church. But there's another way you can do just that. We are partnering with the Masters Academy International to send Bibles to the Philippines, not just any Bible, MacArthur Study Bibles to believers in TMAI trained churches these efforts strengthen the local church would you please consider how many bibles you might send how many seminaries you might support overseas to learn more visit wretched.org pastor or if you like the bible sending idea wretched.org bible books of the bible 2 Corinthians is Paul's second letter to the Corinthian church, written about one year later. Since Paul had last written, some false apostles had snuck in and began to question Paul's authority. There are many who claim authority in the church, but those called by Christ will bear the marks of Christ, which are humility and reliance upon Christ. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Come on down! This is Wretched Radio, and Jimmy, are you prepared to continue representing the tens and tens of people listening to this year Wretched Radio program playing spoof or not a spoof? Absolutely not. On a scale of what not? <laughs> well, that would explain the lack of enthusiasm. <laughs> We've discovered in round one that children are gender fluid muffin berries. Apparently, if you... Have a kid in public school in Wales. Uh, Here is another university. Now, this is a divinity school. Published a paper criticizing Jesus for a lack of diversity in choosing all male Jewish disciples. 
Jimmy, spoof or not a spoof? That's not a spoof. That's got to be true. <laughs> that it just sounds true. <laughs> That's from Unified Unity Divinity School. That's a double uni going on oh, right yeah. there. Definitely- actually, that's from the Babylon Bee. That one's actually a spoof. Wow. But you can imagine it, can't you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, this is being taught in school so much. The diversity inclusion that you are seeing in businesses, in government, in the White House, it, it's it's coming out of the schools. This 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 is so far down the stream. We we are not just whoa. When when did we start doing this? Decades ago. That is why you can have somebody writing for the L.A. Times a new study from USC researchers find that Angelinos. Those are people who live in Los Angeles. Nothing racial intended. I'm just reading the article from the La Times. Angelinos who drive more tend to be exposed to less air pollution, and Angelinos who drive less tend to be exposed to more pollution. And so it may sound like a paradox, they say, but it's not that white and affluent drivers are polluting the air breathed by L.A.'s people of color. I don't know how that works either exactly. But that's somebody who went to university. They got a degree in something. something. And it is deep in all of the schools. Okay, Jimmy, this isn't in a school, but you just sent me a text. Oh, yeah. Which uh-huh. is which is some... Did you see... It was Akron, Ohio, I believe. This is fascinating. I'm telling you, this is, this is something to ponder. Not just at the school level. Mom and dad, this is something to consider. The school district, I believe a number of the schools, they banned cell phones. The kids come in, they've given them some little pouch, some sort of little carrying thingy-majiggy, and they have to put their cell phones in and just abandon them for the day. And they are weak, one week into it, and the teachers and many, not all, but many of the students are loving it. And the the observation that caught my attention was that the hallways now are filled with laughter and kids' voices as opposed to just a bunch of kids walking down the hall staring at their cellular device. They're actually, you know, interacting. And they want to go outside and play. Gasp. I wonder what my home, what your home might look like if there were a cell phone ban. Might it actually bring families together? Might it actually bring laughter back to your dinner table? It is a school district, and they voted, and they actually implemented it. Now, if a public school system can do it, mom and dad, we can do it too. Now, it's up to you, of course. I'm just saying that there is clearly an impact on kids gathered together. You don't allow cell phones, and what do you have left? Each other! Which is why cell phones do so much to continue to fracture our society and to break us up and to divide us. Just food for thought, mom and dad. But the text that you sent to me, Jimmy, which of course I had to check because when you see your phone light up, (laughs) I need that dopamine hit. It was a drag show is taking place. Is it at a school or is it at something? it's, It's actually at a senior center. You're joking. No, I'm not. 
It's it is, at a senior center. Yeah, drag family bingo. Well, you got to bring the family to that. Yeah. It's right around the corner. Because from my- what kid doesn't need to see that? I say, you know what? I got to tell you. <sighs> Sometimes we will see the government get involved in arresting Christians for preaching or for sharing their or for just offending somebody, especially in Great Britain these days. Um, I'm sorry. I, I wish the government would take kids away from parents that take their kids to drag shows. And I'm not joking. They are abusing their children in the most grotesque manner. Yep. I think it just falls short of sexual abuse because it is a form of sexual abuse. There's no question about it. I Somewhere, oh, I guess I have it in my pile here somewhere. Wasn't going to talk about it, but they were describing, I can't read it to you. What was happening at one of these drag shows? What the the touching and the uh, things that they were doing with uh, body parts with children present? Sorry, they they need to be that needs to be shut down. And those parents, uh, they social services need okay. They don't need to be arrested. Social services needs to get involved to determine if they are fit for parenting. Because in my estimation, at that moment. If you are lacking that little common sense that you shouldn't take your kid to see something like that, I don't know that you should have kids in your car or home. What a world. I, I, I'm glad I can't find it because I had to cross out most of the nonsense in the, in the report about what the kids were doing. Absolutely disgusting. Jimmy, yes. are you ready? I I don't know if we concluded that round or not, but here we go. Spoof or not a spoof. A Colorado school district hires a genderqueer shapeshifter witch to train staff on transgenderism. That's not a spoof. <laughs> I did that on the news. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, on, you're in the inside track on this one. The Colorado school hires a genderqueer shapeshifter witch. The individual who prefers the pronouns they, them, because apparently there's a lot of people living in that one body because that's a plural pronoun is a sculptor of sound is a sculptor of sound is this. Oh, is a sculptor of sound. (laughs) I don't know what that means either is a sculptor of sound artist of people, which gender queer shapeshifter mercurial story collector and lover, says hmm. their bio. See? I'm just, look at how sensitive I am right there. Avidly interdisciplinary, they, which is actually she, like to combine music with other art mediums, but that spoken word, visual art, ritual performance, loud and fiery eye contact, otherworldly and melting tris. Or something else entirely. I have no idea what any of that means. That's and they they hired that person to train the staff on transgenderism, which then gets downloaded into children. I'm sorry, this is wicked. This isn't just well new math. No, this is so beyond the bounds of what their authority is. You are hired by the government, which means. Us, we, the people, you 
do not have the right to indoctrinate our children with perversion. Would you like to know anything more about the transgender shape-shifting witch? What what shape did she shift into? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) I don't want to read any more of that. All right, spoof or not a spoof? In Oregon, high school kids had to write about their sexual fantasies. Yeah, unfortunately, not a spoof. Not a spoof at all. Quote, this is from the lesson. And I had to delete a lot of this. You will write a short story of a paragraph or two. You will write a short story of a paragraph or two. An educator wrote that sentence? (laughs) Probably. Terrific. This story is a sexual fantasy. I then crossed out a bunch of stuff. You will choose three items. Romantic music, candles, massage oil, feather, feather boa, flavored syrup, etc. To use in your story. These people, this is, this is perverted. That's exactly what it is. This is so perverted. This is, this is absolutely grotesque to me. When I was that age, I didn't even know any of that stuff existed. Well, I knew about a bird had a feather, but being used, Corporal Klinger, (laughs) I think he wore a feather boa. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what Corporal Klinger was actually considered to be a character because back then the army would actually send you home if you thought you were the opposite gender because they didn't think that you should be on a battlefield because your thinking is so confused. Got to tell you, we need to keep being loving. We do because we're commanded to. But they're after our children. They're after our most precious prized possessions. And they ain't playing. Now, mom and dad, what that looks like in your life and how that manifests your response, that, that, that's up to you. But might I suggest for all of us, these people desperately need to be saved. This is Wretched Radio. And now your Wretched News break here on Wretched Radio. We start with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who's gotten himself in a bit of a pickle with liberals. He kind of stays that way, but apparently he's now being accused of, quote, erasing trans babies. What does that even mean, right? Well, it seems the Governor DeSantis has recently signed into law a measure that requires the biological sex of a baby to be recorded on their birth certificate based on their physical anatomy at birth. The nerve of this guy. Yeah, and some folks are arguing that that erases trans babies, even though I'm pretty sure babies, they're not up to speed on this gender identity war that seems to be going on just yet. And maybe you've heard about the latest controversy around Netflix's children's show, Ridley Jones. Apparently, Netflix recently thought it was a good idea to introduce a character into the show, which is a bison, as a non-binary bison with they-them pronouns. It's taken me 40 years, but I'm learning that nothing says wholesome family entertainment like confusing gender issues for preschoolers. Who knew? Well, in other news, a TikTok influencer recently gave her son, I'll just say, a unique name. And then she sobbed all over social media when people made fun of it. The name? It's pronounced Cozy, but it's spelled K-O-A-Z-Y. I mean, you know, if that's what you want to name your child, go for it. But don't announce it on social media if you don't expect people to be mean to you about it. Because that's kind of what they do. The little people from afar. 
Speaking of viral videos, a woman recently went viral for stating what every employer is likely thinking when they look at a resume and see pronouns. Hey, I'm gonna assume you're not a very hard worker. So everything in the office is gonna have to cater to you, your feelings, your needs, and your emotions. Why would anyone want someone like you, unless everyone's like you, in a work environment? You're gonna be the laziest person, you're gonna be the most entitled, complain the most, and I think you're gonna be the first to sue. It's like she cracked the code. And on to Alabama, where a pastor has courageously spoken up about the evils in anti-Christianity of wokeness, CRT, and intersectionality. If this child gets spanked or hollered at too loud, she calls 911. You know why? Because the way they got all this set up, the parent has become the oppressor and the child has become the oppressor. So get what? Forget about what God says. Yeah, praise the Lord for pastors who actually get it. Well, TikTok might be making a massive move to stay in the U.S. despite national security concerns. It appears that they're looking to separate from ByteDance, which is the Chinese technology firm that actually controls the app. Look, this just looks good for politicians on paper. It's, does anybody really think that this is actually going to change anything about China controlling TikTok? No. And that's been your Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. <laughs> Hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is the art and science of interpreting scripture. One key principle of hermeneutics is reading verses in context. Words can have multiple meanings, but the intended meaning of a word is understood from its context in the surrounding words, verses, paragraphs, and chapters, all understood in the context of the Bible as a whole. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Unfortunately for all of us, I found it. This is Wretched Radio. Perhaps you heard a Governor DeSantis in Florida decided to shut down a Hyatt Regency hotel. Why? The government warned them you can't put on a drag show with children present. Don't do it. They did it. So now... He's pulled their liquor license. That's going to hurt. What went on at this event? I will sanitize this for you, but we all need to be aware of what is happening at these preposterous drag shows that children are being dragged to by their parents. Sorry, I've sanitized this. During the event, performers showed their prosthetic things um <laughs> i don't even think that i can phrase this in a let's just say that with those prosthetics they were engaging physically with the children at this event let's just leave it at that intentionally exposing uh, things uh doing gestures that are things that shouldn't be seen in public and frankly even done in private and had graphic depictions of childbirth and or abortion. Hold on. Here's the punchline. It was called a drag queen Christmas. Oh, what? One more reason to tell the culture, hey, uh, this whole Christmas business back off. It's ours. Leave it alone. Don't touch it. Don't take it. Don't use it as any sort of theme. You you have no business doing anything surrounding our 
holy day. And yet we just we just don't say boo, do we? Now I get it because once upon a time everybody in the culture said, "Hey, this is cool. We'll do Christmas. We all do Christmas. Let's make it a national holiday." Well, now you've got drag Chris whatever the thing was called, Christmas hour. Zoinks was watching a video of Virginia Governor Yunkin. The headline that most people have seen is that he was calling for gender-neutral bathrooms because a, let me see if I've got this right, a transgender teen from Virginia. This was a girl who was presenting herself like a boy. Basically, just a very, very soft-featured boy is what she looked like. And she approached the microphone and said, quote, look at me. I'm a transgender man. This is a 17-year-old from Arlington, Virginia. This was at a CNN town hall meeting. Asking a question, do you really think that the girls in my high school would feel comfortable sharing a restroom with me? Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Because we think about this girl presenting herself as a boy. Going into the boys' locker room is problematic, but I don't know about you. I never took the time to consider, well, what if we have the girl presenting herself as a boy in the girls' locker room? Is that any better? Is that any more comfortable for the girls than it would be for the boys? And the answer is no. And what is the response of our government educators with master's degrees in education? They tell you, to get out, go then you go find another bed. You go to a different locker room. But we are going to be equitable for all, <laughs> except for you. If you don't like it, unbelievable. First year Indiana University med students must take a primer in basic human structure that says sex is non-binary, and young patients should. Well, they use the word gr two vowels. M.E.D. in gender theory to teach four-year-olds, you can have a gender that you choose. That's, that's what they are teaching at a medical school. It's everywhere. It has invaded every place, including some churches, incidentally. Did you see the story? We shared it here on Wretched Radio at Stanford University Law School. The Federalist Society invited a federal sitting federal judge to come and speak. About a hundred, I think it was a hundred, liberal students showed up and shouted him down. Now, this this is inverted reality. They are now really angry at the dean who apologized for the way this guy was treated because they were all rude and the diversity dean uh, talked over him condescendingly, saying that he's Danger makes everybody feel uncomfortable. Your rulings are horrible. But hey, you can speak here if you want to. And so the dean of the university apologized. And now the law students are mad at that dean for apologizing for the behavior of the diversity dean. Because apparently the inmates are running the asylum at Stanford. And this is, this is the inverted reality. This is, these are the signs that they made. Thanks for not letting us exercise our free speech rights. Thanks for overriding the First Amendment. So let me just see if I've got this straight here. 
an invited guest who was asked and perhaps even paid, I don't know, to deliver a speech, you know, exercising his free speech, wasn't allowed to exercise his free speech because you kept shouting him down rudely. And you're saying now that because the school is apologizing to the guy who got shouted down that they are squashing your right to be able to shout down people. That's are we all tracking what's happening here at Stanford and how the world is working? If this doesn't put a fire in our belly to start evangelizing, I don't know what will. You and I are not going to fix this. I do believe that we need to protect our children. We really do. We, we really should all be encouraged in some way to go about the business of getting it blocking for our kids in this regard. Because the culture, the world system, the government, the educational systems, they want to rewire your kids. They're serious about this, and we need to be defending and protecting our kids, and it needs to be an ongoing battle, mom and dad. In fact, I just had a thought. Yeah, I know, but it does happen on occasion. Do you remember the Akron School in Ohio that was banning the cell phones, and the teachers are discovering the kids are laughing and interacting, and it's so good to hear this in the hallways and they're even paying attention more in the class. Well, sure they are. They got nothing better to do. So they tune in to the teacher. Fancy that. And I suggested, mom and dad, maybe think about a way in your home that you might be able to apply a cell phone ban. What about a trip? What about if you, you're going to maybe plan your summer vacation to go, of course, duh, to the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum because that's what evangelicals do in the summer. What if you said, kids, we're leaving our cell phones, but we're going to bring one cell phone. It's going to sit in the glove box just in case there's an emergency. See what happens. Oh, yeah, you're going to get belly aching. But I can't help but wonder if you're going to suddenly start hearing the kids in the backseat going, I spy with my little eye, and they're actually engaging with one another? Just a thought. These stories should motivate us to, yes, defend our children and consider how we block this assault on our children in our homes. We got to get busy witnessing to these, but you ain't going to change this thinking. You just aren't going to fix this. Are you familiar with Wellesley, I believe that it's called? It's an all-girls school outside of Boston. It's been there for a gazillion years. All-girls university. They, the students, the inmates, have told the asylum, we want a trans girl or whatever they're called. A trans, whatever. It's a man who thinks he's a girl. We want him here. That is going on at an esteemed educational system. Here's another school story. Vermont Christian School, you may recall this. They said, um, no, we are not going to have our girls play basketball against a team that has a dude on it. Well, so what's the natural response? The Vermont Christian School is now barred from future competition for refusing to play against a male athlete. (laughs) They ain't playing. Now, we have some thinking to do on this. How are we going to respond? I think it has to be twofold. Because it is not right to say just evangelism, because this is this this would be as if you're walking down the streets with your kids 
and you see a nefarious person coming your way and you go, not going to do anything. And as your kids are getting mugged, well, I don't want to be getting involved in these things. No, you get, you get involved. I think that's one level. But the other level for us must be going, making disciples. You're not going to fix Governor Yunkin's thinking unless he gets born again and is given a new heart with new desires. You're not going to fix the diversity dean at Stanford Law School. You're not going to fix gender-fluid blueberry muffin children teaching in Wales. They've got to get saved. I would simply challenge you, what are you doing to participate in the Great Commission? Because if we all got on it, you want to see change in our crumbling culture? That is the most effective way to go about it. This is Wretched Radio. Cool, very cool. The Tomorrow Clubs now have 106 clubs in Romania. This year marks the celebration of the 25th anniversary of our ministry. But also, it is a very important milestone for Tomorrow Clubs Romania. Now, Tomorrow Clubs Romania has 106 clubs. That means 106 villages are hearing the gospel proclaimed to the kids who get saved. They bring the gospel home. Parents get saved and local churches get strengthened. Would you please consider supporting the Tomorrow Clubs? Not only do they have hundreds of clubs in Romania, Ukraine, Russia, Albania, all over Eastern Europe, and now in Africa, would you please consider what might you do to bring the gospel to both Africa and to Eastern Europe? Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Thank you for listening to Wretched Radio today. We're hearing from folks every day, like Ms. Horton, who recently sent an email that said, quote, I've been so encouraged and convicted countless times by the content of your radio show and your resources. We love hearing testimonies just like that. But we also have a humble request. As you probably know, we're a ministry of 501c3, and we rely on you to produce programs like Wretched Radio, Wretched TV, Road Trip to Truth, and Transform. We're committed to reaching millions of lost souls all over the world with a life-changing gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're also ECFA approved, audited annually. 83% of every dollar you give as of last audit goes directly to ministry. So we're not flying around in private jets around here. We just have a passion for preaching the gospel, equipping others to do the same, and strengthening the local church. And we would be over the moon if you would prayerfully consider joining us and becoming an ongoing monthly Wretched Gospel partner. Just head to wretched.org slash donate to get more details right now. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. Just because Roe v. Wade is overturned, that does not mean the battle for life is over. Would you please consider supporting Preborn Ministries, providing ultrasounds that genuinely save lives. That ultrasound changed everything for me. It really did. That made it all worthwhile to know that I was going to have a little blessing when she got here. It was just, oh my gosh. (laughs) Another woman who chooses life because she saw an ultrasound. Her life, and obviously her baby's life, changed. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. The war for life continues to rage. Would you please engage in the battle and support preborn centers at preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched. 
attributes of God. Can God make a rock so big he cannot lift it? God is all-powerful. He created the universe and everything in it, and nothing can thwart his will. So the question of the rock is nonsensical. It does not expose a problem with God, but with the thinking of the one asking the question, and they will one day have to answer to the omnipotent God. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio. Shall we kind of sneak in this one in? Mentioned I received an email from Edinburgh, Scotland about some good church growth that is happening there. Some good churches are being planted. A fifth generation bagpipe maker is also a Christian, which some of us would think, well, that Christian should be under church discipline if that's what he's doing for a living. But watch that video of his 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 shop in Edinburgh. It was so cool. And he sent me a video of a wedding that just took place with one of these pastors in one of these good churches in Scotland. And I thought maybe, just maybe, this would be helpful for you, young man. We've been talking this past week about young men struggling to make their way into adulthood. This was the wedding reception at a church in Scotland, and the younger brother is toasting the older brother. And as you hear this, my challenge to you would be, to be the older brother, be this guy. You're going to hear a younger brother describing how his older brother has lived for as long as he's been alive. Do, do you want a goal? Do you want a bar? Do you want a role model? Make decisions that would cause people, your younger brother or otherwise, at your wedding reception to say, Things like this. James is possibly one of the most generous people I know. It's true he doesn't spend much money on himself. In fact, if you were to ask, he'd proudly tell you his weekly food shop is £17.84. <laughs> so he's a bit of an accountant. He's, he, likes, he likes to keep track of his, I was going to say pennies, but I don't think that's the currency in Scotland. But that's where his stinginess ends. I, like many others, am testament to James's generosity. I'm not talking solely about his use of money, but the way he pours out his time, energy and resources for other people. In the little things and the big, James never fails to show kindness and genuine love. Your kindness is always heartfelt and sincere, never self-seeking, but uplifting. I've been graciously given the best big brother anyone could ask for. You're my closest friend and dearest companion. From birth, I've had the joy of looking up to you. You've always been a dispendable example of what a godly man should be. You're hard on me when I need a dose of truth and tender when I am down. You have helped guide me and lead me and have shown me how to live a Christ-centered life. James, thank you. That is the guy you 
would want to be if you want to hear words like that spoken about you. Be that guy. Just step into that. Don't don't fritter away your day with mere amusements. Don't don't sleep till noon. Go to bed early. Think about other people. Do sacrificial things. Apply yourself. And in time, increasingly, people are going to rely on you. They're going to come to you. They're going to call you for advice. Not that we actually use our phones for calling anymore. But the point is, if you want to be somebody that others look at and say, that is a Christ-like man, get on it. Play the man. As long as we are in Great Britain. Good news, there was a street preacher who was arrested. (laughs) That's not the good news. (laughs) He was arrested for misgendering a man in a dress. A British court has overturned the conviction of the street preacher who was reported to counter terrorism for misgendering by refusing to say a man is a woman. (laughs) Thankfully, it was overturned. How long this will continue? Don't know. But he was actually turned into the counterterrorism division in Great Britain. Well, not like they carry guns or anything. But the point is, seems a little extreme, doesn't it? The vicar of Dibley, St. Fimbaras Parish Church. It's apparently famous because there was a TV show, The Vicar of Dibley, a BBC program uh, that was about this particular church. Well, it turns out they voted to ban female pastors. Whoa. What's kind of fascinating about this is that show, The Vicar of Dibley, actually had a female vicar, a female reverend in the role. And this church is saying, sorry, 1 Timothy 2.12 is really, really clear. By the way, if you did not see our video that we posted on the subject of the Bible verses that are being used to overturn a very clear verse, 1 Timothy 2.12, encourage you to go to the YouTube machine. It's the one that we just posted. You can't miss it. Hey, speaking of Great Britain, this was this is a recommendation for you. If you're looking for something that is wholesome viewing, it's 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 not a profound TV by any means, but it's sweet and the views. Wow, in Northern England is it gorgeous? I had no idea. It, it's it's absolutely stunning countryside. It's called All Creatures Great and Small. And just did a little bit of Googling on it. This is a new remake. I think they're getting ready to launch their fourth season. It's about a young man who graduates from vet school in Edinburgh. And then he is working in a little rural veterinary clinic. Apparently, it's based on a true story from decades ago. And what's fascinating about this remake, and I'm almost intrigued enough to go back and look at the original There's no Christianity in this one. They get married in a church. And believe me, that isn't a spoiler alert, because as soon as the boy meets the girl, you know they're going to get married. And they do, and it's in a church. But nothing about Christ, nothing about what marriage is. Very Christian scrubbed British BBC program. But if you're looking for something that's wholesome, um, yeah, you maybe can do better, but I got to tell you, You could just turn down the volume and watch the landscape. It is gorgeous. The Vicar of Dibley Church banning female pastors. To them, I say salute. Let's come back to America, shall we? I have to now change 
my statistical guess about the number or percentage of Christians in America. Years and years ago, I recall on AM 980 KKMS when it was more spirited talk radio. Now it's the mission. We were trying to estimate based on statistical analysis, Lifeway, Barnum, and other surveys that are being done. How many people are actually born again? Now, obviously, none of us knows that because only the Lord keeps tally on true and false converts. But when you see people living a certain way. So, for instance, if you had a hundred men who said, I'm a Christian, and then you discovered 90 of them are looking at porn regularly. They don't care. They just try to hide it. That's the most energy they put into the porn is trying to keep it from their spouse or from their children. And you say, hey, you shouldn't be looking at porn. Well, I'm going to. But you're not. Yeah, I guess not. But I'm going to. You you would say, I have reason to believe that your profession is a wee bit wonky. And so it is. We tried to estimate what percentage of people who profess to be a Christian or the percentage of Americans that actually are Christian based on Bible reading, church attendance, attitudes. If I recall at the time, it was racial attitudes. Are they giving? Do they serve? Do they evangelize, etc.? And I said the number of Americans that I thought we could probably guesstimate that are actually Christians, 6%. 6%. And I was kind of shocked that over the years, kept seeing enough studies that pretty much hit about 6 to 8%. George Barna, 4% of Americans hold a biblical worldview. Uh-oh. This was the first national study of its kind. The incidence of biblical worldview declined to a mere 4%, down one-third from 6%, recorded just months before the pandemic lockdowns started in March of 2020. When you meet somebody, you're evangelizing, and they say, oh, I'm a Christian, you're not being obnoxious. You're just being loving. Tell me about that. I'd love to hear your story. When, when did this happen? What does that look like? What does it mean? What do you believe? How does that live its way out in your life? And you're asking it because you're curious, because you are, but be interested in this because it might be that they are not one of the 4% in this country. They need to hear the gospel. Don't assume when somebody says, yeah, I go to church, that they actually know the gospel. From the Barna Report, there are now 82% of Americans who in no way hold to Christian biblical worldview in any way, shape, or form. But a lot of them profess to be followers of Christ. That, to me, sounds and looks like an open door of evangelism. And we better take the opportunity while we can, because in China, in the Henan province, you got to put an app on your phone to register when you attend worship services. Why don't we take the opportunity to evangelize while we still can? And until tomorrow, go serve your king.